the neophyte by james warner bella this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the surgeon snapped the bands of his rubber gloves and absently smoothed the wrinkles back from his long slender fingers the new man leaned forward over the low railing around the pit and watched him fascinated his body tense and rigid a curious prickling sensation ran up his spine and tingled behind his ears his stomach and chest felt uncomfortably hollow and empty through the open doorway he could see the narrow white truck with its sheeted form and two or three smocked interns bending over it intent coldly preoccupied someone in there was groaning the acrid sickly sweet smell of ether commenced to permeate the atmosphere and the new man's memory harkened back to a horrible day years before when he had had his tonsils removed as if it had been only yesterday he seemed to hear that dreadful incantation of long deep breaths longer breaths deeper breaths longer deeper breaths he shuddered involuntarily as he remembered the awful green spots that had kept dancing on his eyeballs and the choking tightness of his throat just before he had gone under when his olfactory membrane it seemed to dry up and crackle like hard mud the new man cleared his throat violently and sat up he passed a cold hand across his damp forehead high up in the back rows of the amphitheatre he could hear the occasional crackle of peanut shells he felt somehow that he should be indignant but the feeling wouldn't come he wondered if he would some day become just as indifferent and as hardened as the older students doctors should be sympathetic and gentle and and well many other things the door at the rear of the operating pit opened and two nurses came in their rubber-soled shoes padding softly on the tile flooring one of them nodded to the surgeon someone was talking in a lecture-room voice gastro jejunctomy or pylorectomy for stenosis of pylorus the new man wet his lips and folded his hands tightly in his lap lest some of the older students see that they were trembling he tried mightily to concentrate the words should mean something they should mean something and yet they refused to be anything but just noise man age forty-eight epilepsy in childhood typhoid nineteen ten venereal denied for past twelve years has been having attacks of abdominal pain the narrow white truck was being wheeled through the doorway into the pit x-ray plates show a constant deformity of lesser curvature of the stomach near pylorus sufficiently obstructive to produce a large residue in the stomach at six hours dr white will show the plates on the screen now the projecting machine clicked and buzzed somewhere up in the back and the x-ray plates flickered on the screen the new man shifted in his seat but his eyes never moved from the sheeted figure on the operating truck up and down up and down went the patient's chest the little convulsive shivers ran through the border of the sheet where it fell over the side of the truck with each jerky rise and fall of the covering sheet the new man's heart skipped a half-beat npn sixty five urea nitrogen thirty one point five creatine two point four uric acid five point one blood sugar point one three good heavens why why didn't someone do something instead of just talking talking 
Blood RBC, 5,872. HGB, 90%. WBC, 15,600. Poly, 75%. Gastric test meal. Still that ghastly drone. The instruments clicked and tinkled as the nurse laid them in rows on the tray at the foot of the truck. Someone had stripped the sheeting back, exposing a small square of iodine flesh which heaved and pulsated gently with the chest action. The small brown square swam lazily around the room, and the pit seemed suddenly full of smocked surgeons, all moving and nodding in the same identical manner. The new man shut his eyes and bit savagely into his upper lip. For a moment the pain stopped the whirling in his head. He wanted a cigarette. He'd never smoked in his life, because it was bad for the nerves, but now, savagely, passionately, he wanted a cigarette. He opened his eyes, and again his tongue licked at the dry lips. The anesthetist straightened up and nodded. Carefully the surgeon pinched the flesh and took a scalpel from the tray. He ran the gleaming blade deftly across, drawing a tiny red line on the background of brown. The new man felt something clog in his throat. He tried frantically to draw a breath. His hands slipped from his knees, and far away he heard a voice. Get him out. He'll be all right in a minute. When he opened his eyes, someone was bending over him with a glass of water. He was out of the amphitheater. Feel better now? He shut his eyes and bit his trembling lips. Don't worry. You'll be all right in half a second. It's not that. Oh, Lord, what kind of doctor will I make, fainting like that? The student with a glass of water laughed. Yes, it's all right to laugh, but all my life I've wanted to be a surgeon, and now, now I keel over like a a baby. The other students stopped laughing and slapped the new man on the back. You silly ass. You sat right over the etherizer. You didn't faint. You were damn near put under. Come on, drink that water. He's doing a gastrosomy next, and I've got to see it from my report. The new man jumped to his feet. Do you mean I didn't faint after all? I don't know what you call it, but no one can sit over an etherizer all day without doing something. The new man gulped down the water. Say, have you got a cigarette? End of The Neophyte by James Warner Bella